Hey you vegetastic people, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Reluctant Vegan Son podcast. I'm Adam, the Reluctant Vegan Son, and I'm joined by Nikki Nairden, who's zooming in from Alaska. We're finally socially distanced again. <laughs> yeah, but she's zooming in. We actually talk about veganism, and it's a great thing. Veganuary is going on, so hopefully you're looking into limiting some meat, and we have some great, fun conversation, and I think you're really going to enjoy this. Before quarantine... I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up and I love it. So hit the music. So what is up everybody and welcome to this 31st episode of the Reluctant Vegan Sun. This is this is a big first episode, I think, because this has a lot of first. This is the first episode we are recording in the year 2021. Nice. We recorded the last episode that came out on the second before, I think on the 31st. So this is the first recorded episode in 2021. Yay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's, everybody. And <laughs> I'm here with the wonderful Nikki, who this is her first episode coming, zooming in from Alaska. Mm, there's no so, place like Nome. Exactly. <laughs> Dorothy clicked her heel three times. It was like, I want to go Nome. I want to go to Nome. There's no, like There's no place There's no like gnome. There's no place like gnome. No place like gnome. And I'm looking at my picture window right now on the 500 miles of tundra, and there's still some light out here, and it's it's beautiful. The reflecting light and colors are pretty gorgeous. We're recording this around 6 p.m. New York time, which is 2 p.m. in uh, Alaska, and sure. the sun is barely up. So <laughs> no, the sun is totally up. It's oh, it up is. more okay. than I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean it's been up for about you know since 11 so the last three hours it'll probably be up for another two hours or so and then it'll okay. go down nice it visits yeah. talking about the clicking the heels with dorothy no place like gnome she would wear snow boots if she was going back to gnome right instead of the red I think dorothy would boots. not be yeah she she wouldn't wear like red sparkle you know heels mm-hmm. that's for sure or slippers yeah she would be in some red sparkle snow boots mm-hmm. i agree yeah, there's the chains on the bottom of it. Chains? become like an S&M Dorothy. Yeah, you know, the guy who lives next door has these chains that he like attaches to the bottom of his boots because it's really icy out there. So you've got to have something with grip. So it's almost okay. like a little galosh that you put on with, with chains at the bottom. I have to get my chains, but I'm yeah, still so in get, quarantine. Get your chains gotta get on. Gotta get my chains. Gotta get, get my, my chain. chain on. Yeah, I gotta get my chain on. Is there on. a big leather scene? Just have go crazy with the chains and then just start yeah. going wild. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know that leather scene in Gnome yet, but you know, we'll see if there is one. Yeah, full of chains, mm. chainsaws, chain. No, not chainsaws. Chain Maybe chainsaws. <laughs> I don't know many chains, but yeah. so yeah, this is the first episode of New Year, and we're gonna keep it going. How twenty twenty one? It's gonna be a good year for us. We'll start with new and good from the new year. Mm. If you uh, want to start us off, sure. Uh... You know, I think I told you I have a a neighbor, uh, this woman who 
I think she's from Ohio and she's a nurse practitioner. And every week she gets a fruit box delivery from Seattle. So the fruit has to be flown in from Seattle. And it turns out that she is on a 21 day fast for the new year with her church. And so she can't eat the fruit. So she basically gave me her fruit for the last two weeks. So I have fresh fruit and fresh vegetables flown in from Seattle that I never expected to have while in quarantine in Nome. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You were concerned about where to get fresh food from too. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to eat any fresh fruit for a while. I mean, I shoved some uh, very hearty vegetables in my bag, like a a ton of Brussels sprouts and a couple of heads of broccoli. And I've been eating a shaved Brussels sprout broccoli salad for the last couple of days, which was really good. Uh, But I thought once those vegetables were gone, I wasn't going to have very many. It's not getting repetitive, the shaved Brussels salad no not at all I, I keep putting on a different like dressing like you know so i have i threw in an avocado an unripe avocado that's ripened up so i made a you know a little avocado dressing or the I avocado little... was ripe when she made the dressing it was unripe yes. when she put it into her suitcase that's a very important exactly. point yes 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 but if you put an unripe avocado in your suitcase it stays pretty well for that day of travel to Nome. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, and then another day I made like an almond because I bought some almond butter with me. So almond butter, apple cider vinegar dressing, and that was really good. Oh, just my alarm because we started this 10 minutes earlier than we expected. So I set a six <laughs> o'clock alarm. So yeah, yeah your dressings. You. Let's go back to your dressings. It's a lovely yes. outfit you have on. Very nice dressings. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. I was like, really? You noticed my clothing, Adam? You normally don't notice that. You're cracking yourself up. If you could see Adam right now, he is cracking himself Comedy, up. Comedy, baby. <laughs> I'm wearing some nice dressings. Mm-hmm. Make Slather sure you have your turkey butter. with all the dress. Well, n- un-turkey, your faux turkey. Vegan podcast. Tofurky. Vegan podcast. Vegan podcast. <laughs> with all the dressings. <laughs> Isn't it weird that they call them dressings? Like, yeah, I are know. Are they putting a skirt on that turkey? What's the deal? Like what? Maybe. Well, yeah. if they put the turkey on the skirt alive or dead, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if the or, turkey would let them put a skirt they on if they were happy, alive. Mm-hmm, that's possible. Or are you happy Gilmore the turkey? Which means you know, what? Address the ball. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> was it was it was that Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack? I think it was Happy Gilmore. They're like, okay, first thing you need to do is address the ball. Oh, I thought that was uh, the Honeymooners. Oh, it might have been the Honeymooners. So one of those, anyway, uh, some comedy. <laughs> first, address oh. the ball. Like, hello, yeah. ball. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It was the Honeymooners. I don't know yes. much about the Honeymooners. Uh, oh my God, I'm more of an fun. odd couple fan myself. <laughs> and uh, the only Honeymooners episode I really know is the $99,000 question. Was oh, it the $59,000? Swanee River? Swanee River. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, my that favorite was a funny episode. one. So yeah, yeah. the pretense of the episode, I think you should watch it. I appreciate older television and sh- movies. Certain uh-huh. people... Do not appreciate it as much. I have a housemaid who doesn't appreciate older shows as much. My sister, I still don't know if she's joking or not when she says she doesn't want to watch older shows before the year 2000. I think it was mostly a joke. I think it's mostly but, movies she's talking about, though. I don't know. I if mean, she's she said she didn't like love I Love Lucy or The Odd Couple. How oh do you not God, love I Love Lucy? I don't know. You know that episode of Gnome. Did you watch that one that Daddy sent you? No, I didn't watch the episode of Gnome. Oh, my God. So funny. Is that the yeah, No Place Like Gnome? Well, you know, they, they decided to buy some property in Nome, Alaska. You know, mm-hmm. obviously when when did Nome be, when did Alaska become a state? What year? I nineteen forty eight is my best guess. I will be looking this up, but keep going. Uh 
Right. So, um, so it, you know, I think that probably I Love Lucy came out around the time when it was becoming a state. And so people were buying up property. I think there was an idea that there was gold in this area. The town that I'm in right now, Nome, was a mining town. And, uh, and there was definitely oil there. And so they bought this property and they went to go and look at the property. And they said it was only 10 minutes from the airport. Well, it turns out it was 10 minutes by flight to the airport and they had to get there. And all of Lucy's antics somehow didn't get them there, but they found somebody to fly them there through this crazy winter weather. And she had to pay him the property in order to do that because they were trying to unload the property. Mm -hmm. So they finally unloaded the property. And when she got back, they told her that the property had oil and she had given away the property with oil. Mm. So, yeah, so that's uh, it was funny though. She's just really funny. Oh, Lucille Balls. I mean, we went to the Isle of Lucy Museum. I can't remember where that was exactly. Yeah, I don't know you where that, that was either, but we had a really good time going there. It was great. They had like mm -hmm. a stand, they had a stand for you to do your own vitamin to vegemin commercial. <laughs> I would go there. I knew this before. I was with my family. If I was with my friends now, I would like just take the bottle, like right vitamin, take a bottle of vodka or something, right? Vitamin to vegemin on the outside and then start doing the commercial many times and recreate the episode. Yeah, I, I, I think you guys do that in some form or another every yeah. night, don't you? Kind of. Somewhat. <laughs> so you're not drinking a lot? <laughs> I. My best guess, I did not drink last night, thank you very much, and I did not drink before this. <laughs> That's because I called him on his shit yesterday. <laughs> no, that is not because you called me on my shit yesterday. It's because I choose when to drink and choose not to when to drink. Uh, and I'm able to do that. Did you have class last night? Oh, I did not have cool. class. I am able to limit myself to drinking. I did smoke yesterday, but you know, that's beside the point. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> my guess for Alaskan day, uh, year of state heard it was 1948. Mm, I don't know I why. That might have been the end of World War II, I think, about that mm. time. What is your guess on, or, or was the end of World War II 44? See, American history is a little off in school. Though. Right, I think the end of World War II was probably in, in the early to mid 40s. It was early to mid 40s. I think it's 40, what's like 41 to 44. It's okay. It, mm -hmm. It's the 40s. I know that much. So right. what's right. your guess for the year of Alaskan statehood? I have no freaking clue. I'm so bad at dates. Mm -hmm. You know, let, let me, well, let me, it's a, it's how, a year. how about I say, how about I say 50, 1950, 1950. The answer is 1959. Ooh. Yeah. That's much so later than I thought it was. But we uh -huh. were, I guess we were both under. So Price is Right rules. You win. <laughs> For guess <laughs> more recent. <laughs> well, yeah. I used your guess. I had no idea. <laughs> well, what would your guess have been if you didn't use my guess? I don't, you know, probably a little earlier in the 1900s. You know, okay. I would have guessed. Well, I passed Wells Fargo Bank today, which is the only bank in town. And I happen to have a bank account at Wells Fargo because I looked Ooh. that up before I came here. Yeah. I know. And they said that they were established in 1909. So I thought, well, maybe they started in Wells Fargo because they're kind of like a mining horse-drawn bank. But Is Wells Fargo so. in Alaska? There's, it's the only one in Nome. I'm sure there's a lot more in Anchorage. No, but where was it based out of, I'm wondering? Where's like the Wells Fargo area? I mean, there's a Wells Fargo on the Lower East Side that I opened my account. That's what I'm saying, in. yeah. Yeah, but I think oh. it's more of a, is it a Midwest bank or is it a West Coast hmm. bank? How did we get Alaska? Did somebody purchase Alaska? I think somebody purchased Alaska. Like, I, why do we have like that land up there? I mean, it's U.S. imperialism. I know that. The answer is not why do we have that. It's oil and U.S. imperialism besides the fact. Right. But right. like the fuck, we have just random places everywhere. I mean, right. I guess right. that's the definition of imperialism. So <laughs> just have random right. places around the world. Right. I mean, if you're colonizing, I mean, is this colonization? Like there yeah. were random places that Spain had around the world. I mean, U.S. You know, imperialism is pretty bad. 
I need to look mm. more into that because supposedly U.S. imperialism was big in South. I mean, it's big in any country that they're trying mm. to save themselves from themselves or something. So the U.S. swoops in. I need to do more research mm. into that. Mm. Interesting. But I'm pretty huh. sure. Do you have a new and good? What's your new and good? Yeah. So, anyways, my new and good. It's my new and good. I have a I have a couple of news and goods. So we mm-hmm. watched this movie yesterday that was I really liked a lot. It was called Soul. It's a new Pixar mm. Pixar movie. It's really interesting. Oh, uh, about it's it. about this jazz singer, a jazz player, pianist. He's a jazz pianist who re- wants to have his calling, okay? And he's mm-hmm. a teacher now because not everybody makes it. And then he goes, tries out, is really excited. And then on his way back, he dies. Wait, wait, on his way back he dies. where? Um, uh, from like an audition or something that he did really well. He dies. Oh my God, that's awful. And was this an well, animated Pixar movie? It's an movie animated or? Pixar movie, but, it, but the movie's called Soul. He kind of has to dive and then go through all this trial and tribulation to get back to his body. And he goes through the time to get back to his body and he learns things and then he helps somebody else out and stuff. So there's like a double meaning of soul, like, you know, soul music or the music and the soul and the soul within him. Is that... I mean, it kind is of the- is. I guess that's, that might be why they chose the jazz musician. I mean... When they say they kind of had like a section, it's really interesting of people in the zone or like when they get really devoted to something or something incredible happens, they go to like this middle area between where the soul is when you get carried away, go to this middle area between where the afterlife is and where earth is. And you're just really in the zone and you're just in the area. But uh, it's really funny because and that's that, not called purgatory, like the middle of nowhere. Not purgatory. No. So purgatory. So those people are just in the zone. Purgatory they actually had it are people who are too sunk into their own ways. Like they had a stock trader who was too hell bent on making a trade and like providing that he just became so caught up and lost. And so he became a lost soul. Oh, that's so interesting. And was he alive um, at that point or he was, he was dead, alive? Like- no, he was alive, but his soul huh. became lost and then he couldn't find it. And so they released lost souls and stuff like that. It's, it's interesting. But anyways, that's the reason why I really Do I need wanted to watch, to watch that? it, you should watch it. It's was it really on Netflix good. or? It's on Disney Plus. Oh. Uh, ask Lily for uh, somebody for whatever, because you know we kind of have it. Disney Plus is one of the streaming services that are kind of. I feel I feel like it's kind of niche, Disney uh-huh. Plus, and so mm. you always. It's one of those that you seem to get from a friend. Mm. A friend logs it into your uh, PlayStation or your device one time, and then you're got Disney Plus until they either take it out or they let you just keep using it. So. Oh, so I should probably wait until I get home because it's. You could get home, and yeah, I would watch it again. It's really good because it's on our PlayStation. Okay. Uh, I'm sure Disney doesn't like me saying that, but (laughs) you make enough money. Actually, it's ABC who owns Disney, so. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's so interesting. ABC owns Hmm. Disney. Or does Disney Hmm. own ABC? It's one of those ways. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which way it goes, but I think Disney, and it owns ESPN too. Huh. Yeah, not ESPN one, but ESPN two. Oh, both of them, ESPN as well. Oh, okay, because I was like ESPN T double O or ESPN ESPN T double O O. Wait, D W O. Yeah, there you go. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. That's always confusing, right? Yes, it is. English context, Mm -hmm. right? So true. Very confusing. So 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 true. It was really good, and and they had a part with the Knicks. That's why I saw. That was hilarious because I'm uh, in the zone. Uh, you can get knocked out of the zone from the other side uh, where the souls are. And so um, uh, somebody threw like a thing to knock them out of the zone. It said, 
and the Knicks lose again. And I'm like, <laughs> just messing the with the Knicks year? forever. They're doing pretty good. Doing pretty That's good. That's what I thought. Yeah, so that I'm, was I'm made excited. well before the season started, I'm assuming. Yeah, but we'll see if they keep doing well. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it's uh-huh. going to be a good uh-huh. year for sports. And mm-hmm. Mets are doing well, and Mets make well, some Mets trades. Well, the Mets doing well with their recent trade. Yeah, yeah they have some recent trades. Uh, they have a lot of money now, so it feels weird to for a team with a lot of money. But hmm. Why do they have a lot of money now? Uh, they sold the team to Steve Cohen, hmm. who's a billionaire. And, hmm. yeah, I don't know what and his net no, worth is. There's Steve no cap Cohen. about how much money they're allowed to No, so after a certain point in baseball, it goes into the luxury tax, which they pay out to all the small market teams. Uh, the theory is that they pay out the small market teams with the money that the big teams spend over it, and the small market teams now have more money to spend on players. Interesting. Trickle-down economics. <laughs> Wait, does that work? I mean, that's what Reagan said, that trickle-down uh, no. economics works. <laughs> Not really. I mean, <laughs> I, don't think it I think this is a little different uh, because <laughs> – it's actually just going down. It's not more trickle down. It's more like a fund that gets divided against the other teams. It's mm. not like the fund just goes to all the big teams. I'm like, oh, here you go, little guys. Take, take a penny. <laughs> take a penny. <laughs> Let me dangle that for you. Exactly. <laughs> Keep grabbing. Fight for it. Fight for mm-hmm. that penny. Hmm. Yep. So it's like so when you, you put a, a bunch of vegans with uh, avocados. Or millennials with avocados. My bad. Not vegans with avocados. Millennials with avocados. I guess it's West Coast North. millennials. Californian. <laughs> it's the real stereotype over here. Yeah, let's 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 throw them all in. Yeah, all California <laughs> millennials. Yes. All millennials in general. All, you see, they would have more money if they would stop spending all their money on avocado toast. Thank but, you. Well, the avocados in Nome are pretty freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. But you but know what the trick the is, okay? Tell me. You buy the mm-hmm. avocado toast. You take a bite. You send it back. You go to the next restaurant. You get avocado toast. You take a bite. You send it back. And then you keep going. After like 10 mm-hmm. restaurants, you already you got like a full avocado toast for free. It's perfect. <laughs> Where did you come up with this? <laughs> uh, well, we recently... Where were you doing this? <laughs> done this. I'm just saying, I've seen recently... Uh, someone sent back avocado toast because it wasn't very good. And so I'm saying... Was that me? No, it wasn't you. Who was that? Lisa. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Oh, during, so I'm just during taking, I'm taking that and extrapolate. I'm not going to share the restaurant. The restaurant is, is it's a lovely place that we go to. There's, the food's not always the best. So we ate our well, avocado toast. That one thing toast. wasn't so that good. One, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we like, don't have many options there. They have really good coffee, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You go there for the coffee, not the food, but I will spare the name and the slander in that regard because it seems like a nice place. Everybody was nice there and they, you know, so nice. and they took it off. So I'm saying if right. you take a bite from everywhere, it's perfect. I'm <laughs> just extrapolating. String of avocado toasted mm-hmm. restaurants that you can get to at a reasonable time and then exactly. keep sending it back. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you don't think well, that's a good idea? Right now. <laughs> I'd like to see you do that. Mm-hmm. It's better. There are people who play with, pay with expired gift cards and just leave, and they like dine in. They dine and dash. Oh. It's better than that. Huh. Maybe, but what'll get around eventually? The cereal avocado toast uh, reimburser. <laughs> reimburser or give her backer? Give her backer. <laughs> her. What's, what, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you reimburse somebody, you like pay the money, right? You reimburse them for yeah. Their, they reimburse them. me. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. They reimburse me. 
Oh, I guess I don't the think reim- I want to return I'm the, food. I'm the reimbursee or reimbursee. Oh, you, you, well, you just didn't even get it on your bill. It's not like they, they yeah, take exactly. it off your bill. They take it you've off been my reimbursed bill. money that you've already spent. Yeah. And so I can Ooh. spend it on other things. That's true. Like what? I need shoes. My shoes are broken. <laughs> yes, they are. I literally have my toes poking out of my shoe right now. Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. And I heard you guys went, went hiking the other day. And it was we did go slushy. hiking the other day. It was, it was really nice. Uh, we went mm-hmm. to this spot. It's off the beaten path in the way that you park somewhere, walk a bit, and then go up the mountain. It's not mm. a real trail. I mean, there are real trail area type thingies. Uh-huh. Adams and but, New Pulse in upstate New York. Yeah, and Alaska is going to have some good hiking, uh, hopefully in the summer when we get over there. For now, are you yeah, going to learn cross-country skiing? I think so. Like I'm looking out on my, my tundra. I call it my tundra mm-hmm. as if I own that tundra. And my tundra. There are people, my tundra. There are people definitely cross-country skiing there. Mm-hmm. Like they just are going out by themselves, cross-country skiing. The, but, but I was telling Adam that I, I want a snowmobile though. They mm-hmm. look like fun. That, that goes fast and it's pretty wild out through the tundra. So I'd like snowmobiling? That. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, really, really You're not fun. scared to go snowmobiling, no? I don't, I don't know. Should I be? I don't know. I guess I there's nothing to run into. Thought. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> to run true. into except the moose. Right. I mean, I guess the question, like, will it flip? Because I'm not worried about running into things. I know how yeah. to drive. So the question is, like, will the snowmobile flip if it goes too fast or if I hit, like, a little I don't think you'll something. be going too fast, though. That's the thing. I'm going to be going really fast. I, I'm built for speed, man. Also, if it flips, as long as it doesn't land on top of you, it's pretty good. Right, but that fine. You land in snow. It land, you land yeah. in snow. That's true. Well, probably frozen like snow. Icy. Yeah, yeah, it's icy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty out right now. Lots of colors over those mm-hmm. little mountains. Yeah, I was thinking as long as it doesn't flip on top of you, then it'd be cool. How right. far away are the animals? Have you seen any animals, wildlife? I haven't seen any animals, just these big black crows that seem very hardy. And I don't know what they're mm. looking for, but they see something that I definitely don't see. So were there some little, like, snow rodents or something that they're looking at or it's possible i have no idea it's probably better that you don't see animals though the animals up in alaska seem scary ah i think is a moose scary it can do some damage to you i guess if they have i'm sure i guess if you're not driving a car because i think moose are bigger deer or maybe wrong Mm. and the bigger deer uh deer do a number on cars that is for sure i mean are moose bigger deer or smaller cows I have no clue. Like, what kind of animal? Of yeah. animal is a moose? And I would rather run into a moose than like a polar bear. I heard polar bears. Definitely the deer polar, family. Do they have polar bears in Alaska? I think they have polar bears probably like by the glaciers or something, but I don't okay. kind of think they're around us. So the moose is part of the deer family. Moose are the largest member of the deer family, standing six feet tall mm. from hoof to shoulder and weighing in at more than a thousand pounds wow i was looking at a map too is it gnome right on the water gnome is right on the water so the other side so my window looks out on the tundra mm-hmm. the other side which i don't have a view of where my hospital is is right on the bay okay. and so i have a really beautiful picture of the ocean and the ocean is mostly frozen but you could see at far as the eye can see it is mostly frozen you should send that to yeah. me i'll post it on instagram post it on tiktok i uh, just saying yeah i definitely I have a tiktok I now so uh-huh. are you dancing we're gonna a be lot or creating content i don't know not sure <laughs> i what. love it 
I had my social media advisor, Catherine Verbrugge. Uh, you know, I gave her a call this morning. I was calling, talking to Catherine for a while. She's been on the show. Oh, did you to, this morning? Listen to episode. I can't remember what episode. It's around like the 10-ish area of the episodes, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe eight, mm-hmm. maybe seven. Look for it. Mm-hmm. It's with Catherine. should be in the show description. Uh, yeah. She's awesome. Uh, yeah, she but I'm going to look awesome. through it, TikTok for a while, figure out what I want to post, and I'll find it. Uh, but I also have an Instagram, so I guess now if I'm promoting my new TikTok, promote all social media. My TikTok's Reluctant Vegan Son. Uh, my Instagram's Reluctant Vegan Son. I post mostly food there. <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to post on TikTok? I could post food. I could post other things. I just got to go viral. Maybe I'll post my friends doing stupid shit. Uh-huh. That's true. It's possible. I don't know if that's that. the image I want, but hey, <laughs> more listeners, more listeners. I mean, you no do have a bunch of friends doing stupid shit. You know, yeah, you might as well, like, yeah. you know, I mean, I love them all. It. I love them all, but sometimes <laughs> you have you nice know, friends though. Things get I really out like of, them. Things, yeah, th- thanks, mom. Thank you. Yeah. We sometimes <laughs> you drink a little too much and stuff gets out of hand. And hey. like, what gets out of hand? Like, what's gotten out of hand recently? No, nothing got out of hand. It's just you do stupid things. Like what? I don't have any off the top of my head, but <laughs> stupid things happen. <laughs> and well, stupid things that don't happen with cars, which is good. So exactly. You guys are, I, well, yeah. You know now. Mm-hmm. All we're all in, together exactly but so like the stupid how stupid it could be in the damaging harm is limited mm. but i think it would be pretty funny limited to your your liver or limited to, uh, like to my liver and yeah <laughs> maybe a fall down the stairs it wouldn't be too bad Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that but, could be bad so i could post that so instagram reluctant vegan son maybe a youtube at some point who knows sure haven't thought too much into that but huh. Oh, wait, I mean, we could record this and actually like put this at a, as a YouTube. That is you true. Know. We could do that. Oh, and the last it. thing is, if you like the podcast, like, subscribe, review. It's possible. It'd be nice. It'd be real nice. <laughs> possible. Just fucking do it. It'd be really nice if you did that. <laughs> so back from the shameless plug-in. You're being myself, so nice. Which, yeah, I'm a nice person. Yeah. Try not to be as nice, as politically correct, though. But we could get into that if we get into that. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> uh, I was mm-hmm. watching someone on YouTube. I'm super excited for mm-hmm. this. So you know the show on Food okay. Network, Worst Cooks in America? Yes, I've seen it before. Do you know who is uh, one of the mentors this uh, season? No, tell me. Carla Hall. Ooh, I love Carla. Yeah, we love Carla. <laughs> we, when we were younger, we are big fans of Top Chef. Mm-hmm. Top Chef is good. We used to do our own challenges, actually. We were yeah, homeschooled for a while. Curriculum, mm-hmm. yeah. It was awesome. We would like go to the Chinese supermarket uh, on, it was on Clinton Street. There we go. Yeah. And pick Lower out uh, Lower East Side of Manhattan, uh, right next to Chinatown. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we'd pick out usually fish. I mean, it would be nice to do this with veggies now. Uh, no shame in saying, well, you had fish. Fish is tasty. I like eating fish. Right. Well, I gave I you like a certain anymore. amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know, you both got, so you and Lily were both homeschooled and you both got $10 to go and shop and buy whatever you want. Right? Mm-hmm. Keep going. Sorry, I just wanted to... And then we'd have a time limit and we'd cook. So we'd usually right. have like a fish or something like that. And we would cook yeah. and that's part of our curriculum. So we had our own home ec class in home. In home right. home ec. <laughs> <laughs> and if we used like, you know, different recipes, we would half the recipe or double the recipe. And that was math class. Mm-hmm. Math and, also, and English. $10 for a meal is a good deal. Yeah, it was really good. That rhymes. Meal and then deal. We judge. Yeah, meal mm-hmm. deal. And then my it's mom would judge and deal. then she would say... We, would, we were both winners. 
and then I was the winner because I got to eat. No, she would say, oh my God, I can't choose between the two. You guys are both so amazing. I'm so lucky to have you guys as kids. I can't choose between the two. The answer every time. (laughs) It was annoying. I know I would have won. I know I would have (laughs) won. I I know somebody would have disagreed with you. Oh, (laughs) you? sister. No, she not me. <laughs> well, see, the time limit becomes tricky because you know I'm I'm yeah. the slowest chef ever. I think I was probably so faster true. when I was younger. <laughs> well, because you had been. a time limit, and so like yeah. it was a half an hour time limit to create a meal, and mm-hmm. you guys would both create a meal within a half an hour, and they were always good. Really good. Always, always good. Yes. Yeah. Always so, edible, at least. Mm-hmm. Carla is uh, the Sean worst the mentor. Uh, she's now in the chew too. I don't know. I never watched that thing, but mm-hmm. we loved her on Top Chef. She's amazing. I'm excited. So I'm watching this season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to watch it too. You should watch it too. It's shocking yeah. how bad these chefs are. <laughs> I, there's no way they can be this bad. There was someone <laughs> cutting chilies with a spatula. Somebody was mashing potatoes for mashed potatoes before mm-hmm. they were cooked. Raw. He just <laughs> took a mallet and started smashing potatoes. <laughs> like what? <laughs> You can't oh, make this shit funny. up. Like, where do you find these people? Yeah. These are the you people that really hard to find those literally people. burn water. Mm. It's impossible <laughs> to burn water. Water becomes steam. Like, what? <laughs> I burn oh water God, boiling so tea. Like, what? So you mean you're out of water? <laughs> like, is that it? <laughs> they should be a vegan works cook in America. Because then people would truly think they're the worst cooks, but then they would just make amazing food and then it would change everybody's narratives. Oh, be really well, cool. I think there should be like a vegan top chef and a vegan, mm-hmm. like, you know, I think that, that while we're heading towards, you know, a more plant-based world, it would be great to have some of the popular television kind of mirror that. I don't know if they would do that for a full season. They've definitely done that for episodes. But right. I would think right. putting on a contestant or, or a few contestants to really showcase what they've done because I think a lot of this vegan food is really good. And if you set up a blind taste test mm-hmm. with people on the street between one vegan option and one meat option, mm-hmm. they might not say they probably couldn't choose which is better. I mean, wasn't really there the food. vegan, like the chili contest of the vegan chili one? Like, like it was in some state that's like very chili centric, like Texas or something like that. And I think the vegan chili one or, or one of those, or was it the vegan ribs or something? But I remember. Yeah. That so in 2019. A lot of controversy. Oh, you're mm-hmm. entirely right. Um, uh, yeah. In 2019, uh, the vegan chili won the cook-off at the Vigor. It was in Camden. Um, uh, and I think it was the only, it was the only vegan one. What the fuck? I don't know. I was just saying that a vegan team won a chili cook-off. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that caused a lot of controversy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, chi- I can imagine. I can yeah, imagine what people definitely. are like. Yeah. Oh, there's bean-based chili 2017 vegan chili cook-off. Um, a vegan chili wins cook off controversy let's see if let's see if there's controversy about this yeah like they would storm the you know storm the uh contest. storm the crock pot <laughs> storm the crock you pot. guys can't vote on which chili is the best chili we're not allowing it <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. breaking the crock pot <laughs> we're gonna smash it we're to gonna take zip ties and we're gonna zip tie the crock pot so that it just overcooks and doesn't, you know, because if it, you know, if the thing doesn't happen, then nothing happens. 
Right. Then, then it's not real. Then there's nothing to worry about. You just mm-hmm. can ignore it. Absolutely. Well, I kept thinking that I think that vegan food could become American food in that way that America doesn't have its own brand of food. I mean, except for certain fast foods and so on and so forth. But other than that, we kind of take other people's foods and elevate it. But we would be kind of the, the initiators of really inspired vegan cooking. And it, be, it could become our food. What did you say that that would be not, that would be taking other cuisines and then making vegan food off of the other cuisines? Because I don't think necessarily. I think that it, it becomes its own thing. I mean, there's a lot of vegan movements around the world, though. I don't think vegan food would be typified as American food because there are vegan options or vegan things of things. I think that American food, first of all, America is too big. I think New York has no home food. I think that oh, maybe like, yeah, I think New York, I think big, like New York, I think Los Angeles probably mm. maybe has their own kind of thing. Like, but Los Angeles is the birthplace of all those fast food restaurants. Mm. Right. Uh, I think that if you, let's say you take, I guess Louisiana food is like a food in Louisiana, which I think of like Cajun Creole, Cajun. Creole right, Cajun. Exactly. I guess that came from a bunch of other places, but Creole and Cajun food is kind of based off of Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. I might be entirely wrong. Right. I mean, I think that the the Creole food is food is definitely originally based off the French? Creole Haitian French food. That's true. Yeah. So, but, but I think that they've adapted it to a regional type of cooking. I mean, I think Tex-Mex is kind of like that too, right? I was thinking like barbecue. Yeah. Oh, it's a style of cooking named for the French colonists. Mm. But then again, American, American is a country that was colonized. Right. It was definitely colonized. Right. So then, then I think the vegan food that I'm talking about is that we would be creating a whole new style of food. We wouldn't necessarily have to recreate another country's food and turn it vegan. I mean, I guess that's, that would be one way to do it. But, but I think in and of itself is kind of an art form, like a scientific art form of how to create those textures, create those flavors. Mm, that's laboratory stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's not really cuisine to me. That's more laboratory and producing. I mean, there's lots of production. about like Wiley I, I, read, and- I read a thing in, uh, about Brazil now having large exports of vegan items. So I don't think the U.S. is as far ahead on this, or even if it is far ahead on this, because I think what we know about veganism and is mostly American veganism. Right. Whereas other countries probably have their own forms of veganism. So I'm not sure if you can really see that America would be the birthplace of vegan cuisine. And I, I don't know if vegan cuisine is truly what vegan cuisine looks like, because is vegan cuisine elevating vegetables? Because that's happened forever. Is vegan because it looks like what you're trying to say, what you're saying, is the laboratory, or you're talking about fake meat production mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know if I'm completely talking about it. You know, I mean, I think that might be part of it, but mm-hmm. I think the the thing about elevating vegetables is probably true. Yeah, and but you know, I mean, dirt candy, which is a restaurant on the Lower East Side, fairly close mm-hmm. to us, really has made inspired and elevated vegetables. Is that her own style of food? I think that each chef has their own style of food. I think each chef individually adds their own twist to it. It is hard 
to become a famous chef or a really good chef cooking food that's been previously made. Reproducing food or reproducing recipes is something for a home cook to do, something that I do. I don't think a top-level chef should be necessarily doing that type of thing. I think chefs, they, they have their inspiration from places, but they create their own food. So what is Dirt Candy's inspiration? It, I think what the chef puts out is a reflection of themselves and what they learned. I mean, people talk about cooking with the soul, cooking with what they love, going back to soul. Right, but is she copying a particular style or it's cultural not, It's not copying, it's, it's elevating. Well, not Wait, necessarily elevating, elevating. What though? What is she elevating? I'm not sure. I've never read it there. It's not like she's elevating Italian food. It's not like she's elevating, you know. Yeah, a- but there's probably techniques that come from different sorts of cuisine, from different cuisines that she that she uses in her cooking. And a high level chef can take all these cuisines and then make their own food out of it. So I'm sure that her food at Dirt Candy is 100 percent her. Who's the chef there? Do you know? I'm looking. Right. Because I'm sure the food at Dirk Candy is 100% an expression Amanda of the show. Uh, yeah. Amanda, right? Yeah, Amanda I'm sure Cohen. it is. So, but, but listen to this menu. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a Dirk Candy menu this week. Um, yeah, what's the Dirk uh, Candy menu? The decadent menu? dinner starts with, starts with a shot of super intense mushroom soup topped with the cutest, fluffiest little king oyster mushroom. Okay, what are they? What are they? What's the inspiration there? I don't know what her inspiration is. I'm not the chef. Okay. I'm not the saying that. The star I'm, of our not, meal is eggplant steak frites. I'm not saying that her inspiration has to come from a certain cuisine. I'm saying that what she has learned and the technique she's learned, she applies to her cooking based on what she wants to do mm. is what I'm trying to say. So I think every chef has their own flavor, but there are certain cuisines that typify areas, whereas New York has all that, all different cuisines. Or all different people coming up with new things. And that's lovely. Right. But I don't think that you could decide that her cuisine is a particular type of cuisine, though. Like, you could go to other restaurants and decide that that is a, an Asian-inspired restaurant. Or that is, a, you know, an Italian-inspired restaurant. Or a Mexican-inspired mm-hmm. restaurant. Or, you know, a Latin-inspired restaurant. Like, you could make those decisions. I don't think that you could make that decision about her restaurant. It could be. You know, her- I mean, I think they get classified as fusion restaurants. If you, or or fine dining restaurant is what they classify it as something. Fusion of what? I mean, a fine dining restaurant still, like, I, I don't know what it's a fusion of. Like, is it not its own brand of, like, how does somebody come up and develop a new style of cooking? Or a new try regional and Try style? new things. Right. Well, I think the regional styles are come out of what happened previous what what happened what was available to the region at the time when there wasn't a mass because right now we're in the biggest age of trade ever pretty much i mean Uh it's a hard way to look at it i mean it's hard to see it as trade but it's originally as trade you can get any she can get any ingredient she wants ever if this was before air travel even before air travel Uh not even talking about railroads i mean you could probably ship vegetables on railroads and stuff but even before then, right. it's, she wouldn't be able to necessarily get the ingredients unless they were grown around her. So I think the regional cuisines develop out of what is available right. in that area and what's available for people who are, the people who are cooking. It's not about what's available to necessarily rich people or whoever. It's what's available right. to be easily cooked and then people elevate that. So if you have everything available to you. Yeah. Right, no what you're saying. 
But if you have everything available to you, then is, is it incumbent upon you to create a new style of food? It's not. It's upon you to create the best food that you want to make and you choose to make because people think because Italian food, maybe I think local vegetables and growing vegetables. So let's say Italian food or something, right? People really right. dedicate themselves to Italian food and make great Italian food. Does that mean that they're not as good as a different chef who maybe incorporates more stuff than just Italian food? Right. I hear what you're saying, but I, I still think that there are, there's room for a different cuisine that I think mm-hmm. that we could decide as a fairly young country that we are creating a cuisine and that would be considered American cuisine. No, that's I not think we have American. Oh, that's what I was going to say. American yeah, cuisine no, I, is I think a triple that, cheeseburger. That's a fucking slap fresh. of meat on something. You know, that, that's like, that's like, what people think American a, cuisine is. You right, look at what, so what an American It's time to elevate something is. and change it. You know, I mean, it's, it's the fast food, you know, capitalization of food, like the, the concentration of pleasure in the smallest amount of non-healthy food you could possibly imagine. Well, That's yeah, what I feel. Concentration like of food. flavor comes from laboratories. Right. That's how mm-hmm. they do it so amazingly. But, but only to chemical, get people addicted. Yeah, there's chemical compositions that make stuff taste like hamburgers. Right. Or smell like hamburgers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, there might be room. There might be room, but right. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's difficult. I think uh-huh. that it's hard to classify that as American cuisine. I think you're able to do it, but I think it's a cuisine that could be produced everywhere, and it's more of the availability of what's going on. And I think that chefs take it upon themselves or they do what they enjoy to do because otherwise, why the fuck are you doing it? So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree with that. Wow, cool. we spent a lot of time talking about veganism this episode. <laughs> I know, we, we normally don't talk about veganism minutes, at yeah. all. Oh my God. I guess we stayed away from the other topic that's very uh, popular right (laughs) now. You mean the the political topic right now? Political topics. We might, you know, if it comes up, it comes up, but you know, fuck the terrorists. Anyways, that's all I got to say on that. Uh, If you have any questions about what I'm saying, I agree with you. Feel Uh free to email me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, gmail.com or DM me on Instagram. Tell me why I'm wrong. Please do. You're not wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but you know, you can think I'm wrong and tell me why. So I can tell you why you're wrong. Well, you could think you're right too. Everybody thinks they're right. Who the fuck cares? I think yeah. that there's lots of issues in this country right now, but I have my opinions and this episode, we didn't talk about that. So yeah. I hope you enjoyed this yeah. nice and fun episode. <laughs> the light episode about food. The light episode <laughs> about food. I love it. And the Alaskan episode. If you've been reading the news, you also know what's going on. So to me news is so depressing like i don't need to tell anybody what i read in the news i'm encouraging people to read the news and make their own opinions and then if it comes up in conversation it's good to be educated that's all i'm Mm. gonna say well it's really interesting because i've made a conscious decision to not watch the news and i don't have a newspaper or anything and i'm not reading it and it's amazing how much information i get whether i watch it or not like i know exactly what's going on in the country i know exactly what happened in the capital and i haven't even like turned on a tv or looked at the news I like reading yeah, the newspaper, though. It's nice. That's pretty. Yeah. I mean, information travels quickly. Information yeah, does travel quickly. Yeah, it does, right? But I feel like you the news... travels in a way. I feel like the news, uh-huh. at its purest form, is just news. It's not anything about people. because people's opinions warp the information you're getting. I think, like, like the, a reputable news source should be the information and the stories, just how it is, without any bias. Right. And then it only... Be, it only means something to somebody if people have a thought about it. Exactly. Like exactly. Right. If they like make it op-eds themselves. are biased, but the news itself 
isn't isn't biased. Right. Analysts have mm-hmm. bias. Everybody has bias. It's really hard to not have bias. But yeah, yeah. thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to tell you yeah. again, like, subscribe, uh, review. Rate and review. Rate and review. Mm-hmm. TikTok coming soon. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to promote? You know, I started a new website. You know, it's uh, Dr. Nikki Naradin, Health Empowerment Coach. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting up my first uh, my first course on this one's about food, you know, mostly about food addiction and changing your mind and stuff like, like really working on managing your brain in related to it, but it really could, it could be applied to anything. So, you know, it's drnickynaridan.com. Yep. Dr. Nicky Naridan. Sign up. Mm-hmm. sign up. She's great. You've been hearing her for 31 episodes now. And <laughs> yes. I say sign up for her podcast. Your life will Probably go better. Thing. Yeah. And that's about it. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. We love you guys. So thanks for right, listening. Right. And, and Adam wants to be like a, you know, just an em- empowerment coach for young men. I do. And we'll talk about that another day because it's still a, <laughs> not a fully fleshed idea, but it is an idea. And if you're interested in that or know anybody who might be interested in that, also get them in touch with me. So yeah, bye, everybody. Totally. We love yeah. you guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye.